that wait how does that go um put a white boy on my roster so he can feed me pasta and lobster no (laughs) never mind (laughs) just stop no (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember the lyrics now anyways my daughter will kill me if she hears that i'm a little bit of southern and i'm a little bit of west coast and together we're the nashville darlings Okay, here we go. We're back at it. Welcome back to another episode of the Nashville Darlings. Uh, we This is a, uh, what's the word? Virtual recording of the Nashville Darlings this week because poor Leslie is fighting the good fight with <laughs> the cold that has been going around and taking everyone down. Um, so we decided to do this remotely this week. How are you feeling, Leslie? How are you doing? I'm good. I woke up and I felt like I had a 400-pound man sitting on my chest. Sorry, I actually, like, just tried to clear my throat and you caught me, like, too soon. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that – so we went door knocking on Friday. um, And I don't know if that helped or hurt my cold. I think it hurt my cold just being outside and that the weather had changed or was changing that day um because it's you know it's Tennessee weather so it's you know hot and 80 one day and then the next day it's like a freeze um of course and then we were walking yeah I don't know I don't know if that helped or hurt me but yeah I've got this cold maybe it sped everything up Maybe it just kind of pushed you over the edge and kind of sped everything up because, yeah, we were coming off of like two days of being in the 40s yeah. during the day. During <laughs> so, the day. And then, you know, this yeah. week it's supposed to be like 70 degrees and um, it's just, yeah, the weather here will, it'll get you. And so I think everybody's kind of come down with this cold in one form or another. So, yeah. yeah. But you're you're powering through, and we are getting I'm this episode done. And, <laughs> I'm powering through, and you gave me a cocktail. <laughs> we won't share this <laughs> so we don't get the backlash later. Um, but yeah, Rock so we don't get share. sued by someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really yeah, good point. Um, we yeah, but she did. She gave me this cocktail to. Um, I'm going to need it tomorrow. Actually, I think I'm going to need it for the rest of the week. Tomorrow is very busy. I've got a full day, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then, you know, we've got cheer competition and people coming on Sunday. So it's just like, and then I have to get all this Christmas stuff out. um, Because you don't want your house to be in transition when people are coming over. Like, it just needs to all be out. And then my freaking neighbor next door and her candy cane driveway. um, (laughs) She put it up this past weekend. Like all of their lights are up. And so now I feel behind. So I just feel like there's a lot to do. So, well, I, it's, I actually had made a note of it to ask you if you had come November 1st, if you had put everything up. So we actually decided, and I don't know, you know how you just kind of collect things over time and maybe Mm -hmm. we're really bad about it. Um, we've been in this house for a year and a half now. And so it's just starting to fill up with things. And so this past weekend, I wanted to put my Christmas stuff up, but I was like, I'm not putting Christmas stuff up until we clear out some of this house. Um, you would not believe that I have a whole room dedicated to marketing stuff. There's Christmas stuff. There's lemon squeezers. There's, um, there's bags and Swiss army survival kits and uh, scrub brushes for Halloween. Like there's all this stuff that's like in that room. And then of course, like my kids have, and I was like, we are cleaning this. Everybody is getting trash bags and you are trashing it and you are getting it out of my house. And it felt so good this weekend. And now I'm going to go into Christmas with, you know, like a more minimalist, feel in my home so when I overload it with Christmas it's not too much 
Yeah, that makes sense. That's the best feeling when you clear everything out before you have to bring all this other stuff out. So you, you're doing it right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it felt so good. And then we did spend some time, like, getting the kids' rooms, like, rearranged and new stuff put in there for them, like, comforters. And so, I mean, just refreshing their rooms a little bit. I feel like when we moved in here, it was such a rush. So we just, you know, toss everything in and we're just busy people. So it was nice. Anyways, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. It was, uh, I mean, we had holiday photos this weekend, um, which I was really, really happy that I had the forethought to even schedule it because, I feel like I've really been slacking on holiday photos or just any family photos in general. Um, normally every year, pretty much since, since like Matt and I got engaged and got married, I started doing the whole, like you hire the photographer and at least once a year we do something. And, um, last year and potentially possibly the year before that I completely slacked I didn't hire anyone I didn't do anything and so and I'm also really bad about photos like I don't know I feel like Leslie you're probably really organized about your photos and stuff because you're just like such an organized person but like all my photos are literally sitting in like shutterfly little envelopes somewhere somewhere in a download folder on my desktop I was just talking about this last night because I need to find baseball pictures of Barrick and I know I have these pictures saved somewhere I don't know where yeah yeah who knows in in a mess of something Mm -hmm. and I was like I I don't think we even sent out holiday like Christmas cards last year. I love doing Christmas cards every year, but last year, because we didn't have any like nice family photo, I didn't send one out. And I don't know, for me, I feel like I fail as a mom (laughs) when I don't have it together like that. I know it sounds really stupid and corny, but it's just one of those things that I love to do. And like I save a copy of it every year because I want to look back on it. I think the older I get, the more I realize that nobody cares about my Christmas card. And I'm (laughs) going to go spend $300 and countless hours picking out the most perfect Christmas card. Oh, do you use that company? What is it called? Like Mint? Minted. Yes. Yeah. And it costs a fortune. And then I'm going to send them out and nobody really cares. And they're going to trash them at the end of it. And I just booked our Christmas shoot earlier about an hour ago I just I I booked the family photos for the week of Thanksgiving and I was like oh I can't wait to pick out Christmas cards yeah and I'm like why though like nobody cares I don't know I I mean I feel like I get excited when I start getting this is just maybe just a me thing but like I love getting Christmas cards from people there's um, only one card that I look forward to every year and it is from my friend Jen. We met in a mom's group on Baby Center, if you even know what that is. Because uh, I know what Baby Center yeah, is. I don't know if, like, you used it, like, and there were forums, and this was before Facebook. Yes. Anyways, this, I'm so old. I was on it yesterday. Okay, well, this is 15 years old, okay? Their forum, and I don't know if they still have it. Uh, but I, I met a group of mom friends anyways, and she lives in New York, and we've never got to meet in person. There's about five of us who still are in a group together on Facebook now, but she makes hand makes the most beautiful Christmas cards every year. And she sends them out to people. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people and most beautiful handmade, I mean, handmade, like everything oh. like glued together and they're so beautiful. I save them. I have a drawer full of them. That's the only one I, I look forward to. <laughs> I get, get that. Any now because <laughs> no, I know I get I I totally get that because I I went down a rabbit hole yesterday because somebody posted these beautiful watercolor um Christmas cards that like they'll put the photo but then this artist does all this watercolor around it 
um, and then does the back of the card and then like handwrites everything and like calligraphy. And, but I, oh man, I went, so it was an Etsy shop and it was going to cost for, for 25 cards, it was going to cost $75. And then it jumped up quickly to like $250. And I'm like, I just, I can't do that. I, I just, because exactly for that reason, I know they're not, no one's going to save it except for like Matt's grandma. <laughs> you know, like save no one's going to save that card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love going, I love so. going on minted and like picking them out and, you know, choosing um the photos, which I didn't send any out last year. I don't think. Um, but the year before I did, and it's just so pretty and it's, you know, it's Christmassy, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do that this year. I think I'll just hit up some past clients and send them something. And I think last year, that's what I did last year. Last year, I sent the new home ornaments and a card instead of doing Christmas cards of, cause they don't know my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I like this year, I think I've, I'm definitely scaling it down too. like, I'm not going to be sending out a hundred Christmas cards. You know, I'm probably just going to be sending it out to family that I actually know will appreciate it. You know what I mean? So, but at least I feel like I accomplished something and I kicked off the holiday season with my, with our family photo session. And it, it turned, I think it's going to turn out so great. I love this photographer. We go to, um, gravel road traditions. I don't know if you've ever been there in Mount Juliet. Um, where they have all these like different little photography setups. It was so cute. So I heard that I'm excited. It is expensive to shoot there. I have no idea. I mean, Personally, I think the cost of these mini Christmas sessions are very high <laughs> for like how much you, how much time you're getting because you're spending this amount of money for 15 minutes, which I guess is really all you need. But some of these photo shoots I've seen, um, they wanted $500 for 15 minutes. And I'm like, where is this cost? Like, I don't understand this, but I think that's the reason. Some of these places, they charge a lot. Yeah, I think if and I so remember they're passing it off. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, Gravel Road Traditions was expensive. And so when photographer and I could be wrong, you know, if somebody hears this, please correct me. But, um, you know, you got to get the, the special permission to shoot there. And that was expensive. And so, yeah, then they pass it off on the cost. I mean... I don't know. I have a friend, um, like my childhood best friend is an amazing photographer who does not shoot anymore. Um, and she would even like laugh at me. Like, you know, why are you paying all this money for these photography sessions? Like that's, that's insane. Um, she used to make fun of me, but she's also one of those people who's like, don't go crazy on pictures. Cause then you won't actually remember that. Like you won't have the memory of the event because you took too many. I don't know. I guess it's a, it's a thing. It's a real thing. That um, makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of Christmas in Nashville, mm -hmm. there are so many fun events um, that are popping up around town now that we're, we've headed into, I guess, what you would call the holiday season. But have you did you guys go to any of the um, any of the pop up bars last year? We did not, although, I, and I feel like I really missed out because some of them were such cool themes. So we did, went, do you go? We went to one, um, a couple of us from Blue Door went and it was the one at the JW Marriott and it was a gingerbread house. Um, that one was super cool, but there's several, um, that are going to start opening up throughout the month of November. And JW is doing another one and it's like a train car, but they're calling it a bar car. Um, and it's, 
got like the scenery of like snow, like you're in a train going through like a city and it's snowing out. Um, and then they're going to have like special cocktails, obviously. Um, so that one will be fun. And then I really want to do this one, although I don't know how exciting it could be, um, because it is at the pancake pantry, but it's Buddy's Bar and it's, um, based off the movie Elf. Oh my gosh. And it says where the elves go to eat, drink, and sing loud for all to hear. And I want to do that one. But there's other cool ones. There's the Bobby's Hotel, and they always do their, um, like the clear igloos. I was just going to ask if you've ever done that. Um, there, I think it was like a thousand dollar minimum. Yeah, it's expensive. I was just unwilling to pay that. <laughs> unwilling. I don't know if I could eat or drink that much, but it looks it's a lot. It looks, it looks amazing. Yeah. It looks amazing. Um, yeah. So that's some of that. And then of course, like your favorite place, Cheekwood has their holiday lights opening up. Yeah. Yeah. Cheekwood's going to be doing that. And then you also mentioned, I think before we started recording that ice opens, um, which I've never been to. Um, and the only reason I haven't gone is because I heard mixed reviews. Have you gone? So I have gone. Um, I went the year that they did A Christmas Story because that is my favorite Christmas movie. I will play it every day starting from Thanksgiving evening until the 24 hours of A Christmas Story is up on Christmas. Um, <laughs> favorite movie. And so, of course, I went because of, of that. Um, I don't know that I would ever revisit. It's very cold. Um, my kid decided he was going to go head first down the ice slide. And so we got in trouble. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, Honest opinion, ice sculptors do an amazing job. It's a, you know, if you go see it once, you've seen it all. And mm-hmm. the activities outside of Gaylord um, is very expensive. Okay. Did you go to Enchanted last year? The, I heard that was phenomenal. And I think it was put on by Hallmark. I heard that was phenomenal. We went. We went last year. Was it good? Um, and it was. Yeah, it, it was phenomenal. I... So we went with my sister-in-law and then her parents and we went with the kids and me and Stephanie, my sister-in-law and her mom, we loved it. Like we got there at a good time. If you get there on an earlier time block, I think we went at like six, six thirty. That was the prime time to go because that was like before the rush of people came in. But the amount of lights and the amount of perfection this place was with all the music and the hot chocolate. And I mean, it was magical. Was it extra to was it extra to ice skate or I, I feel like maybe it was and you had to book a time slot. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. No, I think it was extra. It was extra. We had to sign up for the ice skating and probably pay extra for it. And we didn't do that because Carson was still pretty small and Matt and I can't ice skate to save our lives. So um, we just decided to skip it. But it was very cute because you walk through all these lit up tunnels. And I mean, the the just the size of some of like the huge Christmas tree that was in the middle. I mean, it was so ginormous. I mean, you feel like you're in this magical wonderland. Um, now, if I were to, if they were to bring it back and do it again, I would go, but I would only go with the right people this time. I would go with my sister-in-law and her mom or all the ladies. And the men did not love it for some reason. I, they, they were, I don't know if they were bored, they were underwhelmed or they, my husband also was like, it was too perfect. It was just a little bit like too, I don't know. I was, I was like, what's wrong with you? You know, just, 
we're going to leave you at home next time because I appreciate the perfection. I love all that. Um, he just, you know, he's not into all the Hallmark movies and stuff and all that. I wanted know, to go and I wanted to take the magical. Kids. I looked up the cost of it. Um, but you know, we had, we were going to New York for Christmas and I was like, okay, I spend the money here. You know, it's going to take away from something we can do. So I saved all of the Christmas for four days in New York. Um, yeah. But we're going this year, so maybe they'll bring it back. And if uh, they bring it back, we should go because yeah. I think we would have the best time and we just leave the husbands at home because I just didn't get the sense they appreciated it. So, um, but we totally did. So, um, yeah. But yeah, that was fun. So yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. I'm just so happy the holiday season is here. I'm ready. Um, I'm so ready for my Christmas lights go up this Saturday outside. I'm ready to throw. I, I always save my big tree, but I, like I'm ready to start really putting it all out. It just makes me feel so happy. Like how can you be mad or sad or overwhelmed when you're surrounded? <laughs> By red and green. I know. And all the twinkly lights. I love it too. Um, yeah, I think we're going to try to, to put everything up this weekend. Unfortunately, everything that is Christmas is packed away in totes uh, that are in high places in the garage that I can't reach. So I have to wait for Matt <laughs> to get home and get everything out for me. But I'm just going to be bugging him all week and just be like, get it down. I'm so ready. I'm so, so ready. Thankfully, mine is all in a place that I can just start pulling it out. Because if I had to depend on Dylan, he would be like, day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and turkey tastes so much better with a Christmas tree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, you had some Nashville news for us. Yeah, I did. So... I was watching, I was on Instagram and Fox Nashville had posted this reel, um, that had listed, that was about, I think Forbes came out with like the 10 cities in the U.S. with the worst, um, with the worst commute and the worst traffic. And Nashville came in at number one, beating out New York, LA, any other city. That was on that list. Mm. Um, and I almost made, and I, I might still make it. I, I was going to make a reaction video to it because, and I don't know, maybe you don't feel the same way, but I 100% do not agree <laughs> with this, uh, finding one because wait, you do not agree. I do not agree at all. I'm at on the other all. side. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Really? Um, well, let's get into it because they were talking about how the reason that Nashville, Nashville rated so low was because the commute times that traffic goers or commuters are complaining of 30 minute sitting in 30 minutes of traffic. The other reason was that Nashville is not pedestrian friendly, that Nashville has no public transit, and there was one other item. So now, did you yeah. live here when uh, Megan Barry was the mayor? No. Okay. <laughs> Scandal alert. Um, <laughs> Megan, ba Megan Barry was our Nashville mayor, and she was pushing – very, very, very hard for public transit. And then somebody outs her and she was sleeping with her security guard. Oh my goodness. And so she stepped down and we were actually discussing this the other day because we were driving into Nashville to stay for the night, celebrate our anniversary. And when I first moved to Tennessee, I moved to Mount Juliet, which is on the east side of Nashville. And to drive into Nashville in the mornings, it was an hour and a half to two hours some mornings. It gets so bad. And the afternoons are just as bad. Um, 
And they have what's called the star over there, but the schedule is so bad. It's a train that runs from Mount Juliet into Nashville, but the, the schedule is horrible. Um, and then of course, as like we've moved here on the west side of Nashville, we're seeing like the traffic get heavier over here in the evenings and even in the mornings. It's like picking up. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what happened? Like who didn't want the public transit system in Nashville that they like off Megan Berry and it's never been on the table since because you go to places like Chicago or New York and there's a train and we love it we hop on the train we get to where we're going we don't have to worry about getting in a car it's a cheap way of getting around quickly and when you want why can't we have that here well okay so one, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. Like I, you can tell that Nashville is going through like extreme growing pains in terms of the amount of population we have here now and the amount of commuters that are on the road. And I mean, that's just natural. You know, you have more people move here. You're going to have heavier traffic coming at you from all sides. I think my thing was com- comparing Nashville to other cities oh like that hour trip yes (laughs) yeah I was like wait a second I'm sorry and surprisingly San Francisco wasn't on the list which is shocking maybe it's because everyone moved out of San Francisco I'm not sure but um like and I've lived in all three cities I've lived in New York I've lived in LA and I lived in San Francisco the thing is is that commute traffic has been 45 minutes, an hour, two hours plus for years, years and years and years and years and years. And it hasn't changed at all. It hasn't gotten better. It's gotten progressively worse. And all of those places have have public transit. Um, Now, like, I don't think I think probably. I don't know. I think. Maybe New York out of those three has had it dialed in for the best for the longest. But I mean, you have so many commuters coming outside. You have so many commuters coming into New York that are not in the state of New York. They're in New Jersey or they're in, you know, Rhode Island or whatever. Yeah, they've got the train and then they've got the subway. And so there's like multiple ways to get into that city. Um, Yeah. But the thing, the the thing of like trying to compare, I think that was my thing is like trying to compare Nashville in its current state where it's obviously like it needs improvements, but the amount of population grew so quickly that I don't think it's, you can compare that like apples to apples to other places where they've had these issues for so many years and they still haven't changed. So I think I was just a little bit like, huh. I just don't see it because I know Nashville, if anything, has like this is the opportunity time. This is the time where and I think they just got a new mayor um, to, hey, let's start talking about public transit again. Let's make the change. I just thought it was a little early. Well, if I that have, makes sense. I, I've said it several times. Like, I think that they should have been thinking about this five years ago and they were when Megan Barry was in office and I think it's got to be put back on the table because Nashville is not going to get any smaller. People are still moving here. I mean, if you look around, buildings are going up. I don't even recognize the skyline every time I go down there. There's something new. Um, So I think we definitely have to put it back on the table. It's, it's time. I would love to like hop on a train and like go into Nashville and then come right back, you know? I know. And I don't I don't I think you're totally right about that. Like having a monorail or having a train or having, you know, um, or even some sort of even if it's not um, outside of Nashville, but at least starting within Nashville so that people who can live within Davidson County can get around. Quicker. I also think that it would open up job opportunities for people yeah. who live out here to make their way into Nashville for a job, for a better job, or just, you know, I think that would be amazing, but also. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the only other thing that kind of surprised me about it was they were saying that Nashville wasn't pedestrian friendly. Now, I feel like 
I don't know if that's a separate thing from having public transit because I don't know, and maybe you disagree, but like every time I go into Nashville, I mean, and you're going, you're going there to go to whether it's downtown or you're going to a certain neighborhood, I feel like it's pretty easy to get around because it's not that big, but I don't know. Do you think Nashville is not pedestrian friendly? I wouldn't agree with that. Although I will say they are adding um, sidewalks on some of the bridges that did not previously have them. Um, But yeah, I would say you can walk just about anywhere downtown Nashville. Yeah. So I think, I think when I saw, when I saw this and it, you know, it was really funny is that this reel that they made talking about it was with this really doomsday music in the background and like, duh, 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 Nashville, the worst, you know, going on this whole list. And I think that also kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, you guys, okay, can we just not be so, um, I don't know. just so crazy about it and so negative so, so negative so negative i'm like hey um but yeah so hopefully i mean maybe actually by this list coming out um maybe it'll push whoever it needs to be you know whoever is in power to be like oh man we got to get off this list i don't know we'll see i certainly hope so I yeah. love more convenience and I keep saying, you know, Nashville's growing and it's going to get so big. And my husband's like, it's okay. We're not going to be here <laughs> when it gets too big. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe we'll just all follow you though. <laughs> I mean, ready to live a life on the beach. I'm so ready for you to come with. <laughs> I am. I literally have been looking, the more I look at South Carolina, the more I'm like, Matt, do you guys have any jobs out there? Because it looks amazing. (laughs) Do you think they'll let you expand out there? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny because they do have, they have a very small base out there, but it's, he's, he's just needed here right now. But he was like, well, I wouldn't take it off the table. And I'm like. Okay, well, we're going to have to change it to like Charleston Darlings. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. We all love Nashville so much. It's, it is an amazing city. I have zero complaints about Nashville, truly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nashville's a great city. It just, yeah, it does have some catching up to do. So, um, and you know what? We're not far from anywhere else in the South we want to go. That is the nice that thing. Is, yeah. We're, we're like perfectly in the middle. So, yeah. um, other thing, anything else about Nashville, Leslie, that you That's wanted to bring up? That's all I said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, did you know, did you see that the new episode of Selling Sunset came up? I did not. Or the new new season. Sorry, new season. I did not. Now we're going to have to start watching that one and stay on that together. <laughs> and that one's got like the OG people. That's got, you know, Chriselle and the Oppenheim brothers and all that. And apparently this season is jam packed with drama and I can't wait. So, yeah. I'm excited. Um, I will probably, I will probably binge watch that today now. I did not see it. Honestly, though, to be fair, I never know what to watch anymore. Um, like on Netflix and stuff. I feel like I'm behind the times every time somebody's like, Oh, did you see this new show come out? And I'm like, No. So I feel like there hasn't been anything good. I mean, because the writers are on strike, is that still a thing? That's still a thing. They're still on strike and they can't come to an agreement. And it, I think it directly affects streaming. So, um, yeah, I like last night, me and Matt were trying to find something to watch. And I literally switched between Netflix, Hulu, Max, Disney, and I couldn't find anything on any of them that I was like, I wanted like a new series. You know what I mean? Yeah. I to need watch. something that's like going to last me a little while because I feel like. Um, what was it like the good wife? I don't know if you ever watched this. Um, mm-hmm. but it lasted Dylan and I a couple weeks, you know, and now 
I get on and I can watch, you know, what is it like Sweet Magnolias? Is that the name of it? Yeah. And I think I watched that in like a whole evening because the episodes are so short. Yeah. So, I don't know. I need something else. The summer I turned pretty, I watched that in like an entire week. I mean, was that good? Oh, it's so good. Also, speaking of good, we went to see um, the killer of the flower moon. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Killer. Yeah. Killer of the flower moon. And it was about the Osage Indians. I don't know if you've seen the commercial for that. Mm -mm. It was three and a half hours long, but it was so good. It was so good. Um, So if you get the opportunity to see that, you need to. I I haven't been to the movies in so long. It's so sad. I haven't gone. And I wanted to go see Barbie, but I don't know why I didn't. Um I should have just I should have just gone. Um and now it's available to rent. But it's like 25 bucks to rent it and I'm like oh, I should have just seen it in the theater. So I'm not a big movie person. I never have been, so I don't care to go to the movies, but I'm going to be really honest. I get very nervous to go to the movies now. Yeah. And I know that, like, not everybody goes up in there and, like, shoots a movie theater, and this happens every weekend. (laughs) But I have this horrible anxiety and this fear that just comes over me when I go into a movie theater. And I had taken the kids a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago to see a movie uh, that elemental movie. It was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And, and all I could think about the whole time was, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? How are we going to escape? Do I just lay on top of them? Like, it's so bad. Like, yeah, irrational mom fears, but I have it. So I struggle. I struggle to go into movie theaters now. It is. I mean, I get that. It's a, it's a, it's a room that everyone's all trapped in and it's dark and it's kind of the perfect place for someone to do something really stupid. Um, and I know that I do look at the exits. (laughs) Like I just make sure like, I know like I'm going to, and they're always in the same spot, but, um, no, I get that. I do. And also like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, not all movie theaters are great either. Some of them don't have <laughs> reclining seats. <laughs> Some of them feel cleaner than others. And so I'm a little bit picky when it comes to which movie theater I'm going to go to. Um, we, went the last- to one, we went to one in Nashville. <clears throat> I won't say which one. And <clears throat> the woman at the door didn't even, like, check our tickets. We went to see the Taylor Swift movie. And I was like, so anybody could have just walked in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's annoying. Me. I like that movie theater because it reclines. <laughs> but it was do they do they have one of those bougie movie theaters here? And I just haven't found it yet. Where like, yeah, everything reclines. But like, I went to one. I think it was in Austin. And it was, they had like leather seats, recliners, had a little tray that swung out. And it was at the time when I wasn't pregnant. So um, you could order all your cocktails. They had like a little menu. Um, They had all these really good little bites to eat. And it was just like a bougie experience at a movie theater. Do they have that in Nashville? So the one in Bellevue, um, it's leather reclining seats. They're very wide. They've got a bar. They've got pretty good food. Um, I don't know that they serve you, and there's not a tray. Okay. But that's the one in Bellevue. Yeah, I mean, it's bougie. Okay. I think it's bougie compared to the one here. (laughs) Yeah, the last time I went, um, it was not the one in Bellevue. It was a different one, but um, there was definitely the smell of throw up throughout the theater, and I was like, get me out of here. And it was hot. It was a hot theater and there was a smell of throw up. And I was like, this is the worst movie experience ever. And I think we walked out early. So I don't know. It's tough because nothing really beats being at home. <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, 
And I got this free TV. It's like a $2,000 TV. And it's massive. I mean, it's like an IMAX movie theater in my bedroom now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't know that I'm ever going to need to go to a movie theater ever again. Just come sit in here and watch this TV. Why not? And yeah. you have the best snacks. <laughs> right? And if I don't, I'll DoorDash. <laughs> so, anyway. It's so true. Yeah. Well, that's all we got. Mm-hmm. But we do have Lauren Cowan. Cowan? Cowan. Mm-hmm. Coming up. And she is amazing. So. Yeah. She's going to take us on a journey through pasta. Through pasta. Mhm. The rasta. Wait, how does that go? Um, put a white boy on my rasta so he can feed me pasta and lobster. No. That <laughs> song. Never mind. <laughs> just stop. No, I'm just trying, kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics now. Anyways, my daughter will kill me if she hears that. We are joined today with the owner of the best little pasta spot in town, Lauren Cowan. I was hoping I was going to say that right as we started. Um, so she owns Louis Linguini, which is this little shop in downtown Dixon. And gosh, you are the owner, the pasta creator, the pasta teacher. I mean, you just kind of do it all in this little shop. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do everything. <laughs> everything. So Roxanne and I have both taken your classes, which are just so fun. I mean, kind of tell us how all of this came to be, because you have found yourself with many hats around town, making pasta, selling it, you know, and then teaching the classes. So how did how did Louis Linguini come to be? Um, so I actually worked in banking. Um, I was a mortgage lender, which I know you guys are familiar with. Um, and I did all the things like that and I was bored and I really liked to cook. So I would make pasta at home just for like Christmas or special occasions because it is a process. Um, and my husband one time said, well, why don't you try to sell it? And so I tried and I went to the farmer's market and I had set up and I had made all this pasta and I had my cooler full and I was so excited and I sold one bag of pasta. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, okay, this was not a great idea. Maybe I shouldn't do this. So I just kept going back because it was free to set up each week um, and eventually built a following. And then from there, um, some bigger markets and events started asking me to join. And, um, within a year, I kind of decided it needed to either become full-time or I just needed to stop doing it because I could not handle both. Um, and so that was in 2020 and I said, well, we'll figure it out. Let's try to do it full-time. Um, I then grew into classes. A lot of people requested those, wanted to join those. So we started doing the classes and I was doing them like once a month. Now I do them once a week and I still have people wanting to do more than once a week. Um, And then in May, we opened our location here in downtown Dixon um, that is a storefront and a class space. Um, And so it's just a fun time. So we used to, for a little background, our office used to be around the corner from like your kitchen, your little spot in the Mulberry. Um, and we would walk by and I guess she would be baking bread and it was like an instant five pounds were gained (laughs) just by walking by. It would smell so good. So now you're out of that space. And I mean, the space you're in now is like a storefront. It's bigger. Um, and just really suits your needs you know, you laughed and you said you you were going to give me mac and cheese <laughs> for a holiday gift. So yeah. you sell like all the take and bake stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. like I can come in and grab dinner and take it home for my family. Yeah. We have um, like individual pastas and raviolis and sauces that you can kind of mix and match, or we have full meals that are take and bake. You just throw them in your oven. Um, we always carry chicken alfredo and a lasagna. Those are our two best sellers. But for the holidays, we will add mac and cheese and probably like a dressing, stuffing, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, we'll do rolls. We always have a daily bread each day um, throughout the week. So yeah, it's come grab your food, take it home and enjoy it. Okay. So this was in 2020, right? When you like kick mm-hmm. this off full time. So while everybody is jumping into the real estate industry, you were jumping out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I worked in a kind of a niche market. I worked in sports and entertainment banking. Um, and in 2020, there was no sports or entertainment. <laughs> so it was slightly different. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So you're like, I got to find a way out. All right. So Louie, though, the name is yes. a dog. It's your dog? Yes, it's our dog. It's our wiener dog. He's 13. He's really old. <laughs> Oh, so you just thought I'm going to name him or I'm going to name this business after after my yeah. dog. Um, one of my best friends from college, her younger sister was like a marketing major at the time she was in college. And I was like, man, I really got to figure out a name like I would love to use our dog's name. Like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, oh, I'll ask my sister. And her sister came back with Louise Linguini. So uh, I have to send her gifts all the time for a thank you. <laughs> Yeah, but what better does Louie does Louie ever come around? Is he part of the show? <laughs> I wish he did. Um, we have two hoops with that. One, food and dogs don't mix. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and two, he is old and like he Aww. doesn't get around that well. So he likes to sleep most of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lauren, did you um like grow up also just having this love? for baking and pasta or is this kind of a new thing that you started as a hobby you know as you were older and and Um, are you are you truly Italian or is it just the love no I'm not Italian at all I have none (laughs) Uh, I get that question probably once a week and I'm like nope I have no Italian in me at all um I both of like my parents grandparents everybody were you know, always in the kitchen. They enjoyed all of that. Um, when I was a kid, I played sports and I didn't really care. And I was not at home because I was always at some practice or game or whatever. But probably towards like the end of high school, I started kind of more recipe type stuff. And then through college, I mean, I fed myself, but probably wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But then when I was an adult and living, you know, as a regular career and all that kind of thing, I learned to do more stuff and learn to make. And um, I've always watched, like, we joke about how in the middle of the night you would watch, like, infomercials back in the day because that's all that was on. And I always wanted to watch the food ones for whatever thing <laughs> they were selling. And I always watched Food Network and all the stuff. So I think that's just where I started loving it and wanting to – like make my own a lot of people say like oh where are your recipes like I couldn't tell you what the recipes are I just learned what works and what doesn't work and I've built on that so I think that I've just kind of done it on my own and it's so cool though like because I feel like if anyone's ever visited Dixon we have a lot of Mexican restaurants (laughs) a pizza place and so I almost feel like there's not enough people that know like where you're at, because I think if everybody knew they had this like Italian option to even just take home and cook for their family, I I think you would have a full blown restaurant. Like, is that ever do you see yourself in the future having this full blown Italian restaurant open? Not at all. No, Um, no. I people also want me to do that. I do restaurant pop ups. Um, kind of around town at different kitchens. Um, and those are like just dinner. Uh, I don't do it all day long or anything like that. I do not enjoy that as much because you have somebody who picks apart your menu and doesn't want this, wants to change that. And it's like a waiting game. They sit down and in their minds, their clock starts. So if you're not getting that meal out in 10 minutes, they're like, where's my food? What's happening? I don't like that rush. (laughs) I do not enjoy that part of it. Um, So I do, I'm happy with doing small pop-ups when I'm able, but I would not want to have a restaurant every day. 
I'm sure you have more like creative freedom to having to be stuck to a menu. Absolutely. And I do every time I do a pop up, pretty much I change the menu based on what I can either get from local farms or is in season or what I'm able to make. It's not just always the same thing. Lauren, with your pastas, um, what type of pastas are you actually making and selling in your store? Because it's a variety, right? Yes. Um, Right now, I've got plain spaghetti, plain fettuccine. Those are always going to be here. Somebody always likes plain. Mm -hmm. Um, And I pretty much always have a roasted garlic. That's also very popular. Um, and then I will switch it up for season. So right now we have a pumpkin spaghetti, which people love. They, I started doing that at farmer's markets in the fall and people went crazy. It's not pumpkin spice. It's not sweet. It's not cinnamon. It is like pumpkin, like the sweet potato kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do like a crushed red pepper. I've got a spinach, um, sun-dried tomato, all sorts of different shapes. And then we do potato gnocchis, which are like little tiny dumplings. Um, and then we always have three varieties of ravioli with different fillings. That's awesome. I'm already hungry just <laughs> hearing you list all of that off. Um, can you also talk a little bit for anyone who like doesn't um, hasn't tried any of your classes yet? Like what kind of classes are you offering and maybe kind of break down what happens in a class? Because I took one and it was so much fun and I had never made pasta before and it was just, I had the best time. Um, but also we did like a charcuterie mm-hmm. board type thing. Oh, we did um, the cookie so- one. We did the cookie one and my husband destroyed the cookies like he ruined the design (laughs) so yeah so there's a variety of classes right like you team up with other I I guess other I don't know business owners how do you handle that yeah so um the individual classes that we do at Louis well they're all at Louis Linguini but the ones that are just Louis based um those are pasta ravioli breads pizza um sometimes I'll throw in a tiramisu class here and there um so those are sometimes some sauces but those are basically Italian and we keep them very pasta focused um and then I will bring in partners that I've worked with on other projects most of them I've met through doing farmers markets if you guys ever want to meet a ton of like awesome people that know how to make just crazy stuff go to farmers markets (laughs) um And so I do ones with desserts. Um, Her name's Ashley. She's out of Clarksville. And she does cookie decorating, cupcake decorating. We're doing a pie class at the end of this week. So we're doing pizza pie and pecan pie. Okay, um, whoa, I missed that one. I missed missed that class. And I bet it's full, isn't it? It is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, they sell out. If you want to join a class, check weekly because they are gone pretty quickly. Um, We have... I'll do one at Thanksgiving. I do one every single year the night before Thanksgiving on Wednesday night to do appetizers. Um, They're not Italian necessarily, but um, we basically prep two or three different appetizers that the next day you can just take with you or serve at your house so that that takes one thing off your plate. Um, And you get recipe cards and all that. Those are always really fun. I think I have two spots left for this year. Um, and then for holidays, and I think that's where you guys took classes last year were holidays. Um, we will do probably, I know that we have two in a row. We'll probably have to add a third and those are cookies and ravioli for adults. And then we have a kid's one that is cookies and they're making a bread shaped like Santa. That's so cute. I'm going to have to take my girls in. Yeah. Those, I think I have three or four left in that one. I really like the class because you, I think my favorite thing about taking the class is sometimes you'll take these classes and the instructors like want to like stand right over you or tell you how to do something. Like it's just like they critique you a little too much or they just want to like, they just want to hover and I think my favorite thing about that with taking your class was like you didn't hover over it. Like you let you gave instructions 
and you helped when needed, but like you really let just everybody kind of go at it and learn a little bit through trial and error too. Um, so I appreciated that about your class. I don't know if Roxanne had that same experience, but Dylan I did. No. Yeah, it was exactly the same. It was very relaxed and because I was a little nervous. I get nervous going into classes. I've never made pasta. I've never done any of that before. But like your instructions were very easy to understand. And everyone was just laughing and having the best time. So it was very relaxed. And I can't wait to do another one. Um, and it made it like not so scary after the fact. Because now I feel like, oh, at home, I've already made pasta. I'd learned how to do it. I can go home and do it again, you know, myself. But But if I wanted to, um, it just, it it took that, that scariness part of out of it or like the anxiety part, like, Oh, I'm going to mess up or do something wrong. Um, But no, it was just a ton of fun. So I highly recommend everyone take one of your classes um, because it was the best time. Um, I always tell people that I have usually one person out of every group that says, I've never done this before. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Pasta is not hard to make. It is just a process. Mm-hmm. I've never, knock on wood, had someone fail in a class. They may say, I think I did this incorrectly and I can go over and fix it. And they're right back to where they started. But I've never had anybody who truly could not figure it out. I mean, it seems like a pretty simple process. Um, so one last question for you, what is your favorite pasta or maybe your favorite thing that you make that you offer to everybody or something that you don't offer, but you love to make at home? Like what is your favorite pasta dish? Oh gosh, that's hard. (laughs) I don't actually eat a whole lot of pasta because I make it all day. So then I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't really care to eat it, but If I'm going to pick something, I usually like a red-based sauce or a vodka sauce, which is kind of uh, a marinara with a little bit of cream and cheese kind of added. I'm not a fan of Alfredo. It's my best seller. People love it. It's not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I really like the pasta with the flavor in it, like the spinach or the sun-dried tomato. Um, I think I like a smaller shape like rigatoni more. Um, she's getting so, yeah. so, so specific about like the shape. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm going to pick something, it'll be, let's say rigatoni with a vodka sauce with like a crispy chicken on top. And like a big piece of bread. Yes. Um, we have that all the time. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for hopping on here. We know you're super busy, so we really do appreciate it. Um, where can everyone find you online. We'll let you like plug yourself in. So your Instagram, your Facebook, and then where can they find your classes to take them? Yeah. So we um, are on Facebook and Instagram. I have a TikTok. I have no idea how to use it. So I don't have any videos on there, but you can come see my (laughs) blank page. Um, And it's all at Louise Linguini. Um, and everything, every page of ours is linked also to our website. So it's all there. You can just click on it. But it, um, if you Google Louise Linguini, Dixon, Tennessee, you'll find us. Um, and every class is purchased online through our website. Um, and that covers us as a business in terms of they handle like all the fees and all the, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that is through Eventbrite. You can follow us, Louise Linguini, on Eventbrite. If you are dying to get into a class and you have no idea how to do it because every single time that you try to get in one, they're sold out, you can follow us through Eventbrite and it will give you a notification when a new class is posted. Um, most of my return customers say that that's the best way and that's what they do. Um, and then our shop is um, at 107 West Railroad. We face the railroad tracks, um, and we're kind of next to where, like, the old E-Zone was, and Moss and Noble Hair Salon is next door. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. We so appreciate it, and I'm going to have to come grab dinner for tonight now. 
Thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the Nashville Darlings. It was so much fun having uh, Lauren Cowan from Louis Linguini on. Um, she was so much fun to talk to. You definitely need to check out one of her classes and go follow them online at Louis Linguini and visit their shop in downtown Dixon. Yeah, we will see you guys next week for another fun episode. If you enjoyed this episode of the Nashville Darlings, please subscribe and find us on Instagram at the Nashville Darlings.